bad boy. This is my real oh, attempt. <laughs> me, 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 me. Here we go. Dirty dance! Yeah, good, good job. Good job with that. <laughs> Welcome! Oh, are you going? Bernadette! No, I can't do it. Bernadette! Bernadette! <laughs> <laughs> I cannot do things like that without using my body or my hands to be involved. Well, of course not. Every singer... It gets into it, it's like yeah. wave the hand or it's like a yeah, like you have to like do hips. it every time. Like That's who's like, interesting to watch too. Like you have to get in that by doing it. Yeah, there's a lot of things like that. You gotta move your body to get to that sound, mm-hmm. I think. To push that yourself up to that note or whatever. <laughs> it's interesting. So welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast. My name is Michelle. I'm Sam. And we are a couple of assholes who critique each other's interests and music, usually. And we're here to share our asshole critiques with you. Are we really assholes? I I get the feeling a lot that I am <laughs> or that I'm perceived as so but that's probably fair Bernadette! I don't know tell me people that was my best so far that was good I liked it I'm gonna try again Bernadette! why are you putting this weird ass voice on yeah it almost is like a mute muted something that's uh, up like in the roof of your mouth <laughs> I could probably do Michael McDonald. Oh, God. Uh, let's see. I keep forgetting. Better day. I keep forgetting. We're not in love anymore. So I watched the <laughs> Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2020 induction ceremony last okay. night because they added it to HBO Max. All right. And, <clears throat> well, it was on HBO. And, um,. They inducted the Dubis brothers, okay. and uh, I didn't realize that there was there was a whole thing that there was a lead singer of the Doobie Brothers, and then he had issues and couldn't sing, like he had issues with his voice. So Michael McDonald stepped in, and he was just like, "Okay, like here's my mu- music," and they were open to doing his music. So they like, in my opinion, they changed like quite a bit. What's a do? What's a song versus old guy versus Michael McD? Okay, so let me let me pull up. I mean, Blackwater, for example, is a classic Doobie Brothers song. Oh, Blackwater! That's definitely not Michael McDonald. No, that is. uh, Listen, him singing that. China Grove. Listen to the music. China Grove. Like what I would say the the main for me. Are the classic ones for me. Yeah, like Jesus is just all right with me. Like stuff like that. Jesus is just all right with me. Oh, down the highway. Okay. So stuff like that. So then what's what's Michael McDonald So do Michael this? McDonald comes in and he's like, What a fool believes. Oh, that's Dewey Brothers too? And then he also... 
lot of Taking it to the streets. That's Dewey Brothers. Taking it to the streets. Yeah, so they totally changed their sound. I just thought all that was Michael McDonald. No, that was Michael McDonald coming in and revamping the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> I am completely not a fan of the Doobie Brothers after the original guy stepped down because of his health problems and Michael McDonald stepped in. Not a fan yeah, of Michael McDonald, Doobie Brothers yeah, at all. I, that stuff is a mockery to me. <laughs> yes, but I think it's very fun to listen to because of how Michael McDonald sounds. Yeah, but I'm talking about... That was not him. What? Damn it. <laughs> that was that fucking something in Tennille. The captain and Tennille? Wasn't it? Love, love will keep us together. That's a lady. And for some reason in your head, you heard that as Michael I, McDonald. But, uh, what's the song that Michael McDonald sings where it's like... <laughs> what a fool believes? I don't know. Does he go... What a fool believes. What a fool believes. Watching you, watching you. Yeah, yeah, that. You know, so you don't know what the something, something, something is. I was able to pick it out when I was watching that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony thing, but uh, not to you. No, I cannot tell you what it is. But it does. Yes, it's definitely like a major turn. Major turn. But it's good for them because they were able to go into the next generation of the big, like, wave of whatever the next type of rock Shit and roll don't. is <laughs> yeah but at least they were able to stay if they would have stayed just doing oh black water they wouldn't have been relevant i mean it's not like doobie brothers were ever heavy to begin with but no. that's like the old stuff has like a rock and roll like southern kind of feel to it mm-hmm. this michael mcdonald stuff like the sounds new like a new york mm-hmm. we started wearing suits slicking back our hair kind of sound we started hanging out with Huey Lewis. His hair is way thicker now than it was when he joined the Doobie Brothers, by the way. Doesn't your dad kind of look like Michael McDonald? No, he actually doesn't. And um, Michael McDonald's mouth, when he speaks, is shaped in the exact way that it makes sense that that sound comes out of him. (laughs) How does he talk that way, too? It's the way that that his mouth is shaped. It's like, it just may, I can't emulate Michael (laughs) McDonald, but it makes sense. By looking at his mouth, that yeah, that sound would come out of that. Does he talk like that? Is he like, hey, I'm how you doing? Hey, hey, He's guys, not like, you thank you for uh, the uh, world. <laughs> <laughs> Does he walk in? He's like, hey guys, how you doing? I'm Michael McDowell. You just have a yeah, kind of. He has really hairy arms. I don't know why people <laughs> people always talked about Mr. Robin Records arms. People talked about Robin Williams's arms all the time. Well, he's Fuck yeah. dead. Michael McDonald is alive. He's he, the new arm hair king. He's the new arm hair king, and no one's talking about it. <laughs> we must bring this to the masses. <laughs> well, this is how we bring it to about sixty people. <laughs> this is Tops. how we give it to you. <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, that's a good point. Tell your fucking friends to listen to this, <laughs> goddammit. If they like to hear ridiculous rambling and us talking about things that are irrelevant. And often we're incorrect. We're just oh, speaking from our brains. Ah! You do hate wires. Ah! All right. Remember that time I had to climb up on a chair and I fell and I broke that guitar on the podcast? Mm-hmm. That was awesome. <laughs> I still play that guitar.
And I'll always remember being in the other room when my dad was watching TV and I was trying to show my sister the Britney Spears dance. And I shattered a chair by jumping on it. (laughs) (laughs) So we all have fun stories of jumping on a chair and breaking things. Did he get mad? He wasn't happy. (laughs) But I couldn't help but fucking laugh. I mean, I felt bad, but it was also hilarious that like... I'm the fat one, and I jump on a chair, and it busts. What dance were you doing? Stronger. I don't know what that is. Has just that. <laughs> There's nothing you can do. I'll say. <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs> oh, wait. She said baby? I've had enough. Bye I'm bye. not your property as I'm today. <laughs> bye, bye. Bye, bye. You... I think that I won't make it. I have no idea what this own, is. But now I'm stronger than yesterday. <laughs> now it's nothing but my way. My loneliness ain't killing me no more. <laughs> I have no idea what this I, is. I'm stronger. And then, yeah, she. There's, it's a video where she's just in a black outfit. And it's just her in a chair, and she's dancing with a chair. Mm. And she, from the floor, just jumps up on it, and it's like a metal chair, and she's not fat. And that's how it worked for her. And yours was a rickety hand-me-down chair. It was a metal chair. <laughs> that was not a, a tough chair, and I was a tough girl. <laughs> and, and <laughs> but I bet you were killing the dance. Yeah, I killed it. <laughs> I killed it. I just shattered it into pieces. All right, so we listened to an album that I provided for us, and this is something that uh, there was some Jesus Pieces that came from you. <laughs> Jesus Pieces? Easy peasy? Easy peasy. Reese's Pieces? Jesus Pieces. It's so hard to not say Reese's Pieces for me. It's a Reese Pieces. And I know it's incorrect, and I don't like it when people say it. But yeah, it was your week. I don't want to get on a tangent about Reese's Pieces. Would you like a piece of the pie? No, no more pie. That's a shame. Pie is, pie is okay. No more pie. Too much pie. Okay. So we listened to an album that I provided us with, and this album is called... Speaking in tongues by talking heads. I had a fucking. Did you forget that? I had a total space out for a second, and I'm not looking at it because it's not. It it's not this. It's in a playlist in front of me for the podcast. It's not the actual album that I'm looking at, so I didn't have speaking in tongues right in my head. But it's there. It's speaking in tongues by the Talking Heads. Yay, Talking Heads. There are people in a band that I don't know much about besides David Byrne's name. I don't really know much of anything. I know. Bernie Warrell. I mean, it's a variety of people. I know that there's a blonde woman. I know that there are multiple people in the band. I know nothing about them. I know they're being... uh... What are you laughing about? (laughs) I know that it's weird. Um, I, (laughs) I didn't even think... When I googled speaking in tongues, I thought the album would just come up. <laughs> and there are some interesting looking videos in front of me. Let's listen Play to this the one. First one. This is the first one. This is uh, Talking Heads, you guys. <laughs> listen to David go. 
glory, glory, glory. Oh, he's hyping that crowd up. It is time. There's not tongues going on yet. Go ahead. Well, they gotta, they gotta get in them Go tongues. You gotta get the Holy Spirit in them first. Oh, for the time has come to ha se and ha se bo and amushikila basitu and alimureke ando to No one believes that this is real right now, right? <laughs> She started singing into it. No, no, no. Parts of this sound like in child's play when uh, Charles Lee Ray has to put his soul the into Chucky, for you to the doll. Some big and he's like, steps. Oh, hey, do hey, Dembella. David Burns getting ready to speak in tongues. Let's hear him. I bet he's going to be good at it. That will cause a great change of scenery in your life. And now the mountains shall be removed and hindrances shall be removed. I understand everything he's saying. It's weird. turning even now for the goodness of God shall be manifested. Yeah, that's not so speaking in tongues. So lift up your heads and lift up your eyes. For the glory of God shall be revealed and there shall be When people speak in tongues, it sounds like they're doing poor impressions of other languages that they've heard. Yeah, as well as adding some, like, uh, Creole New Orleans in there, because they'll be like, Shoto Pocota! Why is he speaking for her? Is, is and the spirit of God shall rest upon me. So, so is this the grip? She's speaking in tongues, and he's the only the one who's divine enough to interpret I guess God so. is speaking to her in the tongue. Yeah, it that's looks... the fucking grip right there. I'm good at this. I'm gonna start me a religion. Can we not listen to this? <laughs> For the things you reached on him as Okay, she was definitely starting to speak in English and then yeah, it's all bullshit. Yeah, it comes in and out, man. The the Holy Spirit <sighs> chooses picks and chooses. It's divine. You don't understand it's mind. It's divine mind. So we listened to speaking in tongues by the talking heads. It's and not the it is talking heads. Yep. This came out in nineteen eighty three. Neither of us were born wow, at the time. Wow, we are negative two. We are negative two. The genres for that this album in particular are being it's being classified as, I suppose, is new wave, funk, art rock, synth pop, and art punk. And I would I, put all of that as a yes. I think that all makes sense. Yeah, me too. And I don't usually like a lot of things that would fall into this sort of category. Like like before you had me listen to some I mean I I wouldn't even say that because I think I've warmed up to things over time, but I know for a long time I did not like new wave music. I just thought it was silly. Yeah, I don't really like new wave music unless it's got a weird angle to it, which is why I think like things like Devo and Oingo Boingo. Well, yeah, and if if you didn't give me those things, eventually over time, I still I may not have had as heavily of an opinion of that, or you know, it wouldn't have been as strong. But I think it has eased up a little bit. But I've always liked Talking Heads because I don't necessarily like I understand that they're considered new wave, but I don't think that they sound like a lot of the standard new wave music like Devo and stuff. I don't either. There's not a super electronic vibe to it. And the electronics, <laughs> the stuff they put into it, I think still has a realistic sound. It's mm-hmm. not like 
when I think 80s new wave music, I think of like those real kind of toms, which does happen a little bit in Talking Heads, but it's not like extreme like other bands were. Like Depeche Mode, which is a band that I saw inducted into the Rock Roll Hall of Fame, and I don't know, I, I to this day cannot name a Depeche Mode song. Uh, like that shit is just no. over my head. Who did and I run? That was Flock of Seagulls. Okay. Uh. Yeah, I can't name, but they're like uh, people uh, love them. Who did? The Commissars in town. Uh oh. So subtle. Ah, the Commissar. The Commissars in town. I love that song. Uh, after the fire. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> yeah. So uh, speaking of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it was very interesting when I walked in. Or I was in the other room and I heard them talking about T Rex yeah. at length. Yeah, they talked about T Rex because they were inducted as well. That guy was. It was much better seeing T Rex. It was interesting than it was him. listening to T Rex mm-hmm. when they showed like live stuff of them playing. Yeah, when they weren't doing like the leap sync stuff because you know I was big in the seventies and shit. But when they were actually showing live footage of him. I was like, this is way fucking it was better. cooler. It that was guy better. has a magnetism that they even talked about. That as soon as I saw him on screen, I was like, oh, yeah, that, I'd be interested in looking what that guy has to offer. It makes, and by that, I mean his penis. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely it, it helped to see things and yeah. to see live things as well because it's it's less polished. And I thought that that album was oddly polished. It was very polished. So congratulations, <clears throat> Bob. My opinion of T-Rex is a little higher now. But they ended it with uh, inducting uh, Whitney Houston, and uh, I was just wiping tears off of my face like the whole fucking time. You were a fan anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. Like you had all the CDs. No, no, I wasn't. But I always like I had very little of her actual music because uh, okay. I always liked Mariah more, and I didn't feel like I had to draw a line in the sand. I, there was just a lot of Whitney's music that I necessarily didn't think was that great but i think her talent is undeniable i think she oh yeah yeah she has one of the had one of the best voices i think like of female voices she is up there as one of the best in my opinion so i have a a question i cried (laughs) that's fun i have a question it's fun (laughs) i said it's fine oh (laughs) uh do you think she would have gone as downhill as she did, if not for Bobby Brown, like do you think if they he didn't come into the picture and she was with like She's, a not crazy dude? She said that it was uh, it was after the bodyguard because she got so big that it went to her head, and she thought that she was just untouchable. Is so that when she started getting fucked up all the time. Uh huh. I think Bobby so without Bobby Brown. I think Bobby was just down for the ride. Like I think okay. that he was maybe able to get things. But I think it was that she was a good girl and he was probably more of a good boy until she flipped the switch and just kind of something in her yeah. went wild. I was going to say, or is it one of those situations where you think like, oh, yeah, that husband's wild and the husband will be like, no, it's always her idea mm-hmm. to go get drunk. I'm fine with staying home. I think that she's like, yeah, I'm the partier. <laughs> well, and her mom, Sissy Houston, was a Sissy Houston. Yeah, she was a gospel singer. Okay, was she famous? Mm-hmm. She's oh, known. I didn't know this. She puts out music. I've been. I'm 35 years old, and I just now found out that Whitney Houston had a famous mother. Yeah, I mean, not super famous, but she was but in, a career. Well, I mean, she was. She sang. They had a video of her singing backup 
on TV with Aretha. She was one of her backup Whoa. singers. So, so yeah, she, she had a career. She had a career for sure. That's pretty cool. And so Whitney was a really good girl. Her mom dressed her like she was like it was earlier times than it was. Like she said that a lot of people didn't really like Whitney because her mom would dress her up in bows and and you know pigtails and the way that she thought little girls should dress like <laughs> like from the 30s or something yeah okay so i think that there was just a point when whitney kind of hit you know that she it just i have access to everything and anything i ask for i can get it went to her head i'm going to go up. fucking wild mm-hmm. so yeah I, a lot of people think it's bobby but it wasn't Bob- bobby's still alive yeah yeah, he is. <laughs> like, so it wasn't Bobby. But anyway, let's get into this album. Please. <laughs> I'm excited. Talking Heads. Again, this is Speaking in Tongues. We are starting with track one, which is a song that you and I have performed numerous times live. Here is Burning Down the House, which is one of the most known Talking Heads song, I would say. I would say this oh, and like yeah. Psycho Killer. Oh, yeah. This is definitely on the top. But I think... People would Maybe know once more talking heads than they realize. I think you could play a catalog and be like, oh, yeah, I know this song, too. Like, oh, wait, they do. I know it wasn't his song, but, like, Down by the River. Turn on. Take me to Yeah. Al Green. Oh, yeah, because yeah. you gave me shit when we were listening to Al Green. And you're like, oh, they did, he did a talking heads cover. Oh, I didn't know he did a talking heads cover. Oh, God. <laughs> Dad jokes for days. <laughs> I don't know why those are dad jokes. First of all, I'm not it's a dad. Cheesy. It should be called cheesy then. I'm not a dad. <laughs> we used to do this song uh, when we played acoustically. Yeah, I didn't say anything about that. Did you already say that? I said at the very beginning oh, that we have Christ. performed this song many times. I'm good at listening. Yeah. <laughs> That seems to be something I've been dealing with lately with men <laughs> not fucking listening and reacting. Just cool out, guys. Cool out. Women, men, dogs who looks dead by my feet. Cool out. Dogs who keep farting and rubbing her butt on the floor. She's dying. Isn't that bad? Isn't that something like she needs it expressed or something? She didn't still rub her ass on the floor today, did she? I haven't seen it. I cleaned it with their soothing wipes. So they're supposed to help, like, with itching and stuff. And I don't think she's had any issues since then. I mean, she got food for Thanksgiving that she wouldn't normally get. So I think it has affected her digestive system a little more. Here's the electronic influence. And it sounds... I know it does sound electronic. But since it's being played on, like, a clavinet or whatever... It's got a classic funk sound to it, so I don't think of it as, like, new wave electronic. I think of it as, like, a funk input. I think it's just a touch, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the song. Like, so much of the song is not that. Most of the song is not. Yeah, most of this is an acoustic guitar, a guy on a kick drum and snare, and then a guy doing bongo stuff. Yeah. And then every once in a while, those cool toms. I mean, I guess there are a little bit of, like... There's that synth sound in the back a little bit, but... I 
artist also oh. like people are weird. David Byrne is weird. He sounds weird. I don't even think you would need to see him to think he was weird. He's another person who definitely leans into my voice is not great, but this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And like, it gets the point across, that's for sure. And I, but I understand not... I, I understand if you have an aversion to... That's the right word, right? To his voice. That works. And Depending on how you finish the sentence. Like, to the sound of his voice. Yeah. Like, you might not like the sound of it, so it might push you away from the band entirely. Like, I can't listen to him even if I think this song is okay because his voice is just like nails on a chalkboard to me. I've never even thought that anyone could think that. And now that you've said that, I'm like, who the fuck would not like his voice? I think, I mean, people who like pretty voices. People who like simple music. I get it. I'm just so in my world of I like trash and scum and like, and weird that I'm like, yeah, the perfect <laughs> if he hit that note there, that would sound terrible. <laughs> and he's not missing notes. He's just like this weird float around the notes kind of thing. And like a shout. And then, like I said earlier, like you would think he was weird without even seeing him. And then when you see him and he's doing all those weird dances, box dancing. He just has his bulging eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. He just has that straight face. Well, fuck, you watch a Stop Making Sense, he's all fucking whacked out on coke, and his eyes are wider than they've ever been. Stop Making Sense has been on my list since the beginning of this podcast, but... It's a great film, it's a great album. But I chose this instead. That makes me emotional when I watch things like that. Really? Like, well, just seeing that collection of artists who made this happen and it's so good, and it's you're just pulling it off night. Of, I don't get emotional over like the songs necessarily. I get emotional over the teamwork. Yeah, it's and like a vibe. Everybody is yes, that's what I think of it. I'm like. I just want to be on that stage dancing and playing bongos. It's more like you're actually watching a show. It's it's an experience, which we were, we still need to watch that David yeah. Byrne. Oh yeah, we do thing that's on HBO or HBO Max. That's I hate that there's be, a difference. It's supposed to be really good. I'm sure it is. Don't we saw that. what he did on SNL like a year ago, and yeah. that was incredible. Yeah, that kicked ass. That was incredible too, because SNL's musical artists aren't usually my bag at all. So when no. somebody's there and I'm like, oh my God, something I like, or even when a real band is there and they're all just playing instruments, guitars and stuff, God. I'm just like, oh, awesome. Like a band. I was looking forward to the Dave Chappelle episode, obviously because of Dave Chappelle, but also I was like, okay, Foo Fighters are going to be on, but I really don't like their sound anymore. So like, even when it's a band that I thought I was going to be like, okay, this is someone who isn't going to be as miserable didn't like it. Like I get it. Like you're you're still rocking and you're still doing what you love, but it just is not working for me. Yeah, it it worked when they did the song you liked, and then they finally kicked in. Yeah, but I thought it went on a little long. Too long. Yeah, yeah. When they did uh, times really, like these, and I love Dave Grohl. I'm not a big oh, Foo Fighters fan, but I fucking love Dave Grohl. He was very briefly the host of the show at the beginning. Oh, really? You want to know who? Uh, I'll give you a guess of there. I mean, obviously it's eclectic, so you're not going to come up with it. But there was one band that I fast forwarded through last night. I even watched Depeche Mode. I watched, I don't even remember who all it was, but there was one 
there was one band that I did not, or yeah, one band the, person you, can that you I give did me not a want. decade. Nineties did not. I I fast forwarded through the. And it's a one. band. It's yes. I feel like this is gonna give it. It's a band, but it's a guy. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I thought it was gonna give it away. Dave Matthews Band. No. Oh, well, this will give it away. Your aunt Pam is a huge fan. Oh, Nine Inch Nails. Hate it. Hate it. Huh. Not a fan. Uh, he performed? No, no one performed. Oh, oh you just you just fast forwarded through his segment. Through his segment and like talking about his career and stuff because I hate oh. his fucking music and a lot of people and Iggy Pop with his old fucking sagging bare chest. Did he have his shirt off? Of course. <laughs> just doing an interview. Yeah, just just doing just, just talking about <laughs> Trent Reznor and how he was beautiful and how if he were in like the olden times, like his painting would have been like regarded as something like beautiful. He would have been like a masterpiece while he's standing there with a sagging bare chest. He is an old man. No one needs to see that. Put on a shirt. He loves it. He loves it. Oh my God. He's subverting your expectations. Although my expectations are for him to not be wearing a shirt. So by wearing a shirt, he would then be subverting my expectations. He's also had a lot of sun and you can see it. Oh, he loves the sun. You can see it in his hair. He's an old man, but it's like bleach blonde. Because he never wears shirts. He wears low cut (laughs) pants. And he hangs out in the sun a lot. And he, when he dances, he like kind of crouches his midsection together so it gets even more crinkly. <laughs> One thing that I thought was interesting, and then I'll play the next Talking Head song from that, was uh, not knowing anything about Depeche Mode, but seeing the lead singer dance on stage with low-cut pants and no shirt. The way he dances, Scott Weiland stole oh, really? his style. I always thought it was like Axl Rosie. No, it's the guy from Depeche Mode. He dances like the guy from Depeche Mode. Wow. Uh-huh. And I would I not have like known to, it unless I, I saw that last I kind of like so, to see this. So it's, it's the 2020 Depeche Mode performance? or the, No one performed. Oh, no one performed. Oh, because it was 2020. Because it's 2020. So okay. everyone just pretty much zoomed in with them so like old, saying their performance. Old like performances of the guy from Depeche Mode. Yeah, they, would, they just showed like longer montages, Gosh. I think, because they couldn't okay. have any live performances. All right. So I need to find this because I'd be very... I love finding old influences and going, oh, that's... I think it's really interesting, too. Yep. I have many times looked up, like, who influenced this person. And then you artist. go and find it, and you're like, oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. <laughs> Residence so, and Les Claypool that's a big was one. huge. Yeah, that, 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 that unfortunately chipped away at Les for me a little bit, though. <laughs> I thought he was just so... I don't know, like prolific and different and weird. And he is. It's just that one specific vocal sound. It's just and his style <laughs> and <talks> like this <laughs> and a lot. No, he, no, none of the bass. All the bass playing is all him. Like nobody plays the bass. Plays the bass like him. All right, so let's listen to me making flippy floppy. Which is a terrible name for a song. Oh, yeah. By the way, you know, I never know names of songs. Mm-hmm. And I saw it. I was like, that's what this song is called? I fucking love this song. This has like an early hip hop since this is 1983. This has that early hip hop sound mm-hmm. and influence in it, which is interesting. I don't know how to explain the amount of why I like this song so much. The bass line kicks ass. It's- and... 
I think it's also shadowed over, which is many of these songs are, the stop making sense performance. I can yeah. see it happening and everybody fucking grooving and doing that like run in place kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it just puts me in a good fucking mood. This album is only like, I think it's like nine tracks. Yeah, it's nine tracks and half of this album is on stop making sense. It makes it, so, that makes sense. <laughs> so I out of me. When was that weird. relative to stop making sense? This album. Let me see. Like, was that the tour of this album? I don't know. Stop making sense was 1984, which was the a year after this. So yeah, that makes sense. Here you go. It, it makes sense. I don't put to stop making sense, but I just can't. <laughs> I'm sorry, David. I just can't stop making sense. Stop making sense has a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I feel oh, that's really? just that's awesome. Only 88% Here we go. Here on we go. Google though, which is lame. There's that real 80s. Listen, but it doesn't bother me like other 80s synth does because I don't think it leans into it. Yeah. It only has those tinges. But when you cut everything out, it's it's just rock music. Like, it's not heavy by any means, but it is just rock and roll, technically. Yeah. It, yeah. And, like, almost gets, like, African rhythms going on sometimes. He does a lot of that, too. I also like this song because it's almost the same bass line the whole time. And they just layer things on to make like verse and chorus differences. There's a little bit difference in the bass, but it's still like the same feel to it. I like it when artists do that. They just build. They almost use it like a foundation and then they just don't rewrite. You know, they don't go first chorus, first chorus, first chorus. They go, no, the whole song we're going to play this bass line, but we're going to like amp it up at parts and it's going to feel like a chorus. I feel like this, I'm just... I feel like that when things start opening and people start playing again, I need to keep my eyes open for David Byrne because he's not going to be alive forever and he puts on a hell of a fucking show. And I think that seeing what he is able to do and the shows that he's able to put on with all the different kinds of people and the different sounds because he does have a lot of like worldly music influence and things, especially like African sounds. I think it would be a very entertaining show. Absolutely. Is he tour though? Isn't he like a resident residency kind of guy? I'm not sure exactly how that goes. I think it's like he sits on Broadway for three months and you just gotta go to New York. Mm. Which New York's but a drive away, my dear. <laughs> or a flight. Much shorter flight. <laughs> I've never flown. Why not fly to New York? A place that's known for flying. I would love to fly to New York and go with you and not have, like, responsibilities and just take, like, Ubers. This is when I went last time. It just fucking sucked. I hated it. I don't need to go to Times Square, though, personally. You might have to if you want to see tape. <laughs> that makes sense. I just... Like, ugh. People. You can see the naked cowboy. And he'll get mad at you when you take a picture of him and he'll pay him. Fuck him. I can stay on the sidewalk away from him and take a picture of him. What is he going to do? That's kind of what I did, and he didn't like it. <laughs> he doesn't do Fuck anything. Off. He just complains, and you just walk away and laugh. But. I mean, I understand if, if you want a picture with him, 
Like but if you're just perform, taking yeah, a picture yeah. of a guy on the street, yeah. I mean, fuck him. He's not that cool anyway. It reminds me of at horror conventions. You, that's like a rule. You cannot fucking take. Well, yeah, that's where they make their money. Yeah, that's, and that makes sense because it's like, you know, you're entering the building. You know the deal. Those this are is, the rules yeah, of a yeah. convention. This is on the fucking street, man. Yeah. <laughs> There's a guy next to you dancing in a minion costume trying to get a dollar. I like the percussive sounds in this. Oh, yeah. I wonder how many of the people from the tour have stopped making sense. We're on this album. I don't know. Doing like percussion stuff, or if this was like the core group just layering things on and then letting them expand during the tour. I know I've been dancing in my chair this whole fucking song. You said that you uh, like the song quite a bit. But I don't know why it's called Making Flippy Floppy. Go and make some more <laughs> what are you singing earlier, Darlene? Uh, Bernadette. Okay. <laughs> Not Darlene. No. Darlene. Bernadette. <laughs> Sir Gilbert. Oh, did I get that name right? You did. Yeah. Look at me. I knew something. Look at you. I'm gonna move along to the next song since we've been pretty talky on this episode, especially about things that have nothing to do with talking heads. Uh, let's move on into "Girlfriend Is Better," and this is a song that I. It was. This is not the version I fell in love with because talking no. heads are similar to Zappa, not to the, his extent, oh, yeah. but in the way that they put out. Or have put out many recordings of many live shows, so you might hear and fall in love with a live version or a different version than the main album version. So then when you hear the album version, it's like, oh, this is like more tame or something that I'm used to. Remember when we, the version of Zappa's, uh, Who Needs the Peace Corps? Oh, yeah. We fell in love with the live version, it was way more energetic, and then the album version on absolutely free i think is is like way tame well our version of magic fingers is a combo of the original and a live version yep. a specific live version <laughs> yeah two live versions yeah this song is fucking good too oh Did clarence fart she farted again do you need to take her outside while oh. i talk about talking heads oh, <laughs> oh no She's rotted. You- this song is good. I'm, I'm going to step out. <laughs> Michelle's going out the door. She's a... Uh, oh, God! I can fucking smell it now. Oh, God, in my mouth. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Oh, it smells so bad. <laughs> Clarence, go away, please. No, 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 go away. Go away. (laughs) Oh, man. There's a residue on my tongue. (laughs) What's awful is that I cooked a turkey breast for Thanksgiving for us in in a crock pot. And I left the carcass in the crock pot for three days on the counter. It was covered. But I threw it away today, finally. I'm a lazy sack of shit. And it smelled better after being on the sink or on the sink on the counter for three days versus 
whatever went through her body. Thankfully, not that turkey carcass. <laughs> I mean, she had some turkey when we had some. Yeah, that was horrendous. I think she's having digestive butthole problems. You know, for you know, when you're human, as a human, when you're human, and you're like for three days, you're just like, man, my gut's just been fucked up. I'm shitting like six times a day. My farts are bad. I think that's where she's at. And your she's butthole itches, there. so you got to clean it more often. <laughs> yeah, because it's like stuff's leaking out just a little bit because your your diet's been a little like fattier than usual or whatever. She usually just eats dog food, dry dog food. Yeah. Anyway, this song. This is a little bit more of the 80s sound. It's got more of the uh, synth going on in the background at all times. And not even this part, throughout the whole thing. I know, I like that part though. Oh, yeah, part rules. The thing, I don't, the things that I don't usually like in other songs, I like in this song. I think the song is just so much fun. And I've always been someone who didn't listen to whole talking heads albums it was another band who i picked just a lot of songs out and they were in rotation and playlists and such and where was i even going with that i was gonna ask if this was one that a song that wasn't on those lists you were listening to you said you would make no the talking heads always did but yeah this is a song that like i had but I wouldn't listen to it as much. This was more skippable. Yeah, that's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah, that's okay. Thank you for set, resetting my brain. Um, Stop making sense. Yeah, it has totally grown on me so much. Oh, yeah. I love this part. Stop making sense. Stop making sense. Making sense. And, and when you watch it on Stop Making Sense, you're like, yeah. <laughs> Name of the movie. Imagine seeing that in a theater. It'd be amazing. I'm sure places every once in a while might still. I'd have to go with sunglasses like on so everybody doesn't see me weep. <laughs> I can watch it on a phone and I'll be like. Interesting. <laughs> so if I see it on a screen, I'm going to be like. I didn't know it had that effect on you. Certain things do. When people do things that I'm very, very not jealous of, but I'm like, I would have so much fun of that, and I would put everything I had into it, and I would, it would just be amazing. I'm jealous. I, jealous was the right word, but it's... Just an awe. I'm in awe. That's better. That's even better. And it makes yeah. me want to do it, but then I'm a curmudgeon, but and you're I don't just want to talk like, to anybody. Wow. That made me feel a way, and yeah. it worked. I, I get like it. I wish I could find somebody like David Byrne or a group that just needed somebody who wants to go all in and it was something original and like super creative. You've said that before. And I don't have to do like the bulk of the like administrative work and shit. Yeah. And I can just go in and be like, wait, I can just have fun and play music and be good at playing music. This is great. And I get that kind of with Green Jello, but you don't really have much input <laughs> on anything. Yeah, much, yeah, final input. And I don't like button my head in on that when there's you know 800 people button their head in on it too mm-hmm. you know and i but i love playing with them but yeah to have like a creative outlet like that with six other people who have this super fucking creative smart mind uh-huh like people like sharing yeah you just be like yes this fucking rules everybody's super good at what they're doing and yeah. we sound fucking great yeah <laughs> Yeah, for it's sure. New Point Supergroup. 
I, when I, we I, played together, you were fucking amazing at singing. Kent was amazing at playing guitar. Adam was amazing at playing drums. I'm okay. Shut up. <laughs> and it all fucking clicked. I got the same feeling from that. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. That was a lot, was of, a fun. lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, I want to say about Girlfriend is Better. It is just a song that it it's, it's something I have liked more, I'd say, over the last year. That that song in general has just grown over on me like within the last year. Which me? is not something that I've disliked. It's just... I'm oh, sorry. You're going to say you Me too. too. Uh, me too. Like within because uh i have been listening to what's it called the stop s- making sense no the scott ackerman oh podcast. uh talk are you talking talking, talking th- heads to my talking head yeah i need uh, to listen to that i only listened to, like the first episode i've listened to that Maybe a second. and they were they were played girlfriend is better and then they played it on the stop making sense one and then i watched a bunch of stop making sense on my phone Maybe like a month ago, uh, yeah. and I was like, "Yes, this song fucking rules." So yeah. then, when this album came up, and I didn't necessarily know what's on this album because I didn't—I've never really listened to this album in a whole. I've just heard mostly all these songs. Yeah, I was like, "Oh yeah, this song kicks ass." <laughs> yeah. Well, I do want to say since you did bring it up, there is a—that was a tiny Christmas tree that they had tied to the top of their car. <laughs> It was funny. Uh, usually it's like a giant Christmas tree, but it was like half the size of their roof. <laughs> like half the length of it. It was just funny. It's a bedroom tree. <laughs> but um, there is a podcast by Scott Ackerman and Adam Scott, the actor. And uh, they talk about different. I mean, they've done it with U2, which is, what is it? Are you? I don't remember are what the title is. Are you talking U2 to me? Something like that. And then they did, after that, they did... For being such a big fan I am, I can't think of the fucking titles I'm of the I'm blanking shows. right now, yeah. And then the R. next e. one was R.E.M. And it's just... Oh, are you, uh, it was... Uh, are you talking R.E.M. Remy? Remy. <laughs> and then they were going to do, oh my God, some R.H.C.P. It was like Red Hot Chili Peppers thing. And then they just decided after the first episode, because I was actually looking forward to them going through some of those Red Hot Chili Peppers episodes. And I was not. <laughs> a lot of people were not. And they were I even... wasn't looking forward to the U2. I wasn't looking forward to the R.E.M. Oh, I didn't like U2, but I got in. I knew, I yeah, I never listened to the U2, but when I, I found out they were doing R.E.M., I was like, okay, I can get in on this. And... uh, But I, I was looking forward to Red Hot Chili Peppers, and then... On episode two, they just decided we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to do Talking Heads, and then there was I, I did listen to that episode, but I was like, man, I'm kind of bummed, and I've not like picked it back up, even though I love Talking Heads. Yeah, well, I was pumped. I was like, fuck yeah, I'd rather much rather listen to. So this. I really need to go and listen to that because it would be interesting to hear. It's good. I mean, it, I just love those. They spend guys. so much more time just bullshitting. Yeah, the first hour, and then the, the next half an hour <laughs> or about forty five minutes is they the also album. Only play snippets and yeah, they don't do as much as we yeah. do. That's for sure. But you should go listen to it, especially if you like Talking Heads. There yeah. you go. I guess and it's our plug. <laughs> now let's move on to the next song, which is also in "Stop Making Sense," which is "Slippery People," which is a song that when, since we've been listening to this album for this podcast has grown on me like a motherfucker. This song was in my head. This rhythm, this beat is fucking. It grabs your butt. It does, but the song it 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 changes a little bit. I mean, you still have that beat, but I'd say almost every day the last week or so, this song has been in my head. 
like that little effect that's on his voice. That. That gets stuck in my head all the time. Oh, yeah. This song slaps like a motherfucker. This song slaps like a dick on an inner thigh. (laughs) This song reminds me of that documentary now is that what it's called yes episode that they did that was stop making sense i think there's i think all the songs were modeled pretty heavily after talking heads like certain individual songs for some reason this one makes me think of fred armison like a wheel inside a wheel i like how sometimes the David Byrne, especially later, gets like almost a gospel uh, type of singing. Like, let's get a chorus in here. It almost has the same kind of note choices to it. Like a big group chorus? Yeah, you don't even have to think of it a big group. Just as like, it's almost like a... Well, it sounds like he writes for for things to be big. Like, it's, yeah. it's not like he's a guy... Who is going to be performing on a, an acoustic guitar to a crowd of people and be like, "This is I'm toning things down for the night." Like that's yeah. not how he performs. <laughs> no. He he puts on a show, so it, it's it it just Which sounds is, like that's how he writes. He writes for it to be big. It's funny though because that's how Stop Making Sense starts. Is him just with an acoustic guitar? Hi, yeah, I'm gonna play my song. But that's not <laughs> what it, I'm saying. Like a guy sitting on a stool. Oh yeah, like the whole time. I, I get what just, you're saying. It's just funny as you said that. That's exactly like, how. I'm this like, I'm gonna do starts. a toned down version of every song tonight. That'd be like, boring. And I mean, there are people <laughs> who do it, but I just that's not how he. That's not how he rolls. got a nice reggae uh, bass kind of line going. It's got a gr- great groove. It's very uh, mellow. It's not in your face. It's just kind of like you said, it makes you just move your butt. Somehow they got ghosts to make noise in there. They have a lot of different sounds going on in this song. Yeah, you're right. It's all that layering that I was talking about earlier, too. Hey, let's add a fucking shaker in here now. Shakety shake shake. Hey, David, did you wear your big suit into the studio today? Yes, I did. For some reason, I sound like Jerry Seinfeld. This style, though. Like, it's just, it's almost like hip hop. That feels African right there. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's a lot of the, like, percussion stuff sounds African. I hear it in the percussion for sure oh, a yeah. lot of the times, and then the choice of different, just like the sounds. I don't know how to explain it, other than saying because I don't know what, other than like a kalimba because of that. Kalimba, cucumber, cucumber. Because of that Earthwind and Fire album that we did. That's the only reason why I really know what a kalimba is. So I don't. I couldn't say like specific. African and reggae sort of instruments, so I can't yeah. be accurate the way I'm describing it. I can't label instruments for you either, but like I can point out a reggae trick that is going on right now. The kick drum, it's constant. You know, like rock and roll, it would be like kick, snare, kick, snare, kick, snare. Reggae, 
they like to go kick, kick and snare, kick, kick and snare. Like they never stop the kick drum. Yeah. And they say that just enforces the rhythm into you. It's just boom. And that makes your body just fucking... That's what's grabbing your butt and making you go like, Yeah, I feel it. I listen to almost any reggae song. The kick drum never stops. It's just constant. It's just telling you the fucking... It's almost like the click track for the song. But it fucking grabs you. I don't remember what reggae guy said that, though. But it stuck with me, obviously. Reggae and he was guy. doing it right there. Chris... Oh my god, I almost thought of his name. Uh-oh. Chris something. Chris something? Well, I think this is probably a good part in the podcast to take a break. What do you think? Sweet. That went fast for me. Now, yeah, it's uh this is the stop making sense version. It's even yeah. goofier. And it's even more African sounding. Yeah, he's more coked out than he's ever been. <laughs> a little faster. A little bit, yeah. Those women sound fucking amazing as the so background good, vocals. Yeah. I don't even want to go to break. I just want to listen to this. God damn it. God damn it. I can just fade out of that. We're going to sit here and listen to it. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll take us out. It's fine. We'll be back, guys. You've been working all day, pouring your sweat, blood, and hard work into providing for your family. Work hard, play hard, they say. Well, to work hard, you need energy. And for me, there's nothing like coming home from a hard day on the job and rewarding myself with a nice, juicy, and tender steak. What I don't love is when sweet moo moo babies have to die for murderous humans to slaughter them when you can have a delicious steak made from mother nature's cow the soybean that's right you can get all the protein you need from shenanigans soybean steaks cut into a thick soybean steak and deliver nutrients to yourself and your family Instead of dousing your family in cow's blood, shenanigans soybean steaks. Because if you eat meat, you're more than compliant. You're a murderer. Hey you, stop what you're doing right now. Are you tired of your grandma's Christmas music? Of course you are. This holiday season, give the only Christmas album that matters. Death Metal Christmas! You'll get seven brutal tracks like Rudolph the Red Nose Alcoholic Reindeer, Jingle Bells, Merry Christmas Slaughter, Twelve days of death metal Christmas. Seven toenail sway. Six orbit this evening. And more! Go to SamuelPoe.bandcamp.com to order today! 
Welcome back. Dance to the podcast. We're listening to Talking Heads. All right. Good Kegel Uh music. This is good Kegel music? Yeah. You follow the beat. Uh, 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 Keggle again. With us. <laughs> that's the only workout we do. We'll work out your genitals. That's about it. <laughs> work out your genitals. That's it. Keep them nice and healthy. Work, work out, out your genitals. genitals. That's it. Keep them nice and stretchy. Burn it dead. Burn it. Burn. Burn. Burn it dead. Burn it dead. Burn it dead. I like you because. Your cunt is nice and fresh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was on the the bloopers of the song. It's not the same song, but it's the four tops. I guess I just nailed that guy's voice. I didn't realize how much of a it's identifiable. It's very identifiable. Now I might sound like a dumbass with what I'm about to ask. Who is that? And is it you know like? Al Green was in a group, I think, before. You're whatever. talking about Curtis Mayfield. Curtis Mayfield was in the Impressions. Okay, but like that's happened with other groups, you know. Yeah, a lot of times there's a star person who yeah. will come out of yeah. it. David Ruffin. I'm having to look it up because I don't know. Okay, so it wasn't like, come on, Sam, it's his Teddy um, Pendergrass. No, there are multiple people that are cited as being vocalists. Huh. I don't know about like the main one. Whoever that main guy is that's got that like grit to his voice. Because they did like, I can't help myself, baby, I need your loving. Got to have all your loving. It's the same. God, I love song. all that shit. Not a different beat oh, since too. you've been gone. It's the, the same. same. Oh, song. Yeah, this good shit. This is what I would see good when shit. I would go to that fucking festival with my mom. Oh. And now that I'm older, like I would, I would go and I would have fun, but I really wouldn't watch the shit. Now mm-hmm. I want to go and watch the shit. God, like I so saw bad. Little Richard, and I don't fucking really remember it. That's not cool, man. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. What if I saw the OJ's? I don't know. That would have been great. I saw a lot of people that... You saw Little Richard. I would have... I, you were seeing Little Richard while my mom was taking me to see Leanne Rhymes. There's a big fucking difference. Your mom is cooler than mine. Period. I guarantee Little Richard was shinier than that bitch. Oh, yeah. That was in her brand new days. She was like a 14-year-old girl. Ah. Uh, for the Lord? And then also another guy who was like, Might be... Little dust on the bottle. <laughs> Don't let it fool you about what's inside. There might be little dust on the bottle. <sighs> Just Get one back. of those things that gets sweeter with time. Woo! 
You can tell we haven't podcasted in a bit because we have a lot of energy about it, and I'm not like scrambling for things to talk about. Yeah, it's been a little bit. <laughs> we keep saying that we're going to bank stuff, and then we just keep pushing off recording it's the episodes because we don't feel like doing it. And there's nothing going on. Like before, when I would go on the road, I would have stories. I'm getting talking about something. Nothing's going on. I'm going to fucking work. I see Mel. You've just been working on stuff. You've upgraded your work area. Oh, yeah. That shit's cool. With a keyboard that's been sitting in this house not being played for years and years and oh, years. years. And all of a sudden, you finally decided, I think I can use this now that I have this program. I think that this is going to... I think I can set up more of a real studio in here. And then when that electronic drum set makes it into that room, it's nonstop music. Yeah, you know how many times you can go... Do, 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 do. I'll do it. I can feel it coming. It's the first when I get it working. Tonight. I'll turn it up loud, and it's the first thing I'll do. Please, <laughs> you you must film it, and we'll I put it on absolutely the film it. Yeah, we'll put it on the, the website. website. <laughs> <laughs> this is 2008. We'll put it up on the website for you guys to check out. We still have the GeoCities website, right? Who's we? Do you remember GeoCities? Yeah. Did you ever call it GeoCities? No. Okay. All right, I'll shut up now. Is that what the cool kids did? Or I the can't remember if cool I kids. was calling it that, or if Kent was calling it that, or if we both called it that. I mean, I'm a fan of that because I sometimes call Kroger Kroger. So, I, I, I mean, I'm okay with calling things, like, adjusting the names of things yeah. after being with you. If you know that's what you're doing. I think I remember oh, us geocities. it was called Geocities. <laughs> it says cities then. I know. And then I have a very, very vague, faint memory. So it of has us, to be Geocities. Of us realizing. Oh, wait. No, it's Geocities. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more Beavis and Butthead between you, the two of you. Do a Chucky laugh. Do you think you can do a Chucky laugh? I don't know what he sounds like. <laughs> No, I sound like I'm going to be a fucking... I was going to be good, though. It wasn't witch. Chucky, but it was going to be good. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's not Chucky, but it's fucking good. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. Your face got so red just then. <laughs> and now you're doing like a lizard face with your tongue. I don't know. Okay, so we're going to listen to the next track on this album by Talking Heads called Slippery When Wet. <laughs> Just kidding. It's called Speaking in Tongues. Slippery When Wet. <laughs> Isn't that like Warrant or something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. But uh, uh, let's listen to I Get Wild, Wild Gravity. I get wild! I'm looking up Slippery When Wet. Oh, speaking of looking up things, I just saw my uh, what I looked up last. Remember the South Park game where you threw snowballs at turkeys? At those fucking impossible turkeys. It was impossible <laughs> to beat them. That was awesome. What were you looking up to see if you could find a version on your phone to play? No, I was looking up to see what it was called. I couldn't remember if it was like South Park Turkey Hunt or something like that, but it was just called know. South Park the Game. Huh. Early Slippery When days. Wet is a studio album by John Bon Jovi, but only Bon Jovi at that point. Since every once in a while the John's on there, and every once in a while it's not. What do you think about this song? 
I think it sounds more... Not more. I just think it sounds like an 80s song. I, I feel a, a little... Like, it's not a bad song. I just feel a little less attached to it, I guess. I feel the exact same way. I don't hate it, but I lose the uh, emotional, like, yeah. investment. Did I don't they have do that this, this on Stop Making Sense? I don't think so. It Did they? But it's on the... Uh, like, later when they came out with the anniversary edition, yeah. they put out, like, extra songs that you could watch. I might have seen that. Let me look. But, no. Okay. I might be wrong. That's not. At least not on the album. This sounds like a Oingo Boingo sometimes. Yeah, it has a very 80s sound. That's why I don't want to say it's, it's more of the time than, like, any other songs. Because it all... I mean, it all sounds like it's from that time, but this sounds so 80s. Like, yeah. this almost sounds like it's more to just appease the times, even though I don't think it was like, which I didn't even look up singles or anything from this album. Fuck, the half of it? But I would imagine this isn't. Yeah, I don't know. I, know, uh, I don't know. Let me look right now. What the... Yeah, they only had two singles, and it was the first song and the last song. Interesting. Well, the first song is... Uh, Burning Down the House. Yeah, huge. Like you said, where we were listening to it. Potentially their... <clears throat> excuse me. Potentially their m- most well-known song. Oh, right there around Psycho Killer and uh, Once in a Lifetime, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. This must be the place. Is the second single that little whoop, wee, wee, this? That's what sounds like Oingo Boingo, and specifically mm-hmm. Oingo Boingo in Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two, right at the beginning, when he's Leatherface is on the back of that truck, and he's like got the dead body tied to him, and he's dancing and stuff, <laughs> and they're playing an Oingo Boingo song. Okay, I haven't seen that in a while. That's what this reminds me of, and then it makes me think. Could David Byrne have done Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 soundtrack? <laughs> oh, God. He had that movie. You ever watch that movie? David Byrne's movie? What the fuck was it called? Uh-uh. It's like Little Town or Small Town. Little People. <laughs> I'll look it up. But I tried to watch it once. John Goodman is in it. And I could not do it. It was just... Too weird? Not weird in like a like a uh, Eraserhead way. Like weird and just like a, I've never seen Eraserhead. Eraserhead's like uncomfortable at times. Not like a rape kind of way or like gore, just like queasy or like a. It's like the, the way that it. Sh- oh, that kind of way. Oh, what Eraserhead's in black and white, but like it's still like gross and weird. I... Not gross because of gore, just like. So strange, it makes you feel strange. Yeah, I think saying pink flamingos was uh, the nail on the head for me. As soon as you said that, I was like, okay, it all makes sense. True stories is what. uh, Okay, I've heard of that. With John Goodman as Lewis Fine. Yeah, this isn't a bad song. It's it's a fine like mellow song. It's just definitely not a high point. I wouldn't necessarily. Skip it, but I certainly would never put this song on. I don't know. And there are songs that you <clears throat> maybe aren't like Girlfriend is Better, where you're not as into it in the beginning and it takes a while to. And that can happen with an album 
I've had that happen with almost every song on an album where it becomes my favorite song at a different point just when I'm like in the mood, I yeah. guess. Like where yeah. when I'm there and I'm like, oh, I, I never really noticed how great this song is, even though I've listened to it a hundred thousand times. I don't think that this song would ever turn that corner for me. Like I feel like this is always going to be more of a uh just middle song. I would agree. Just middle ground. Like, I just don't think there's enough in it to, which it's fine. Like I said, like, it's a mellow song. There's nothing, and there's no, like, big turning point in it. It's not like, oh, this part. Like, it all, it mostly yeah, just sounds yeah, the yeah. same throughout the whole song. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So n- that song, it, it, again, not bad. It's just not great. Agreed. You, everything you said, I agree with 100%. And I'll have to say it again. Yeah. <laughs> Good deal. Let's uh, move along to the next song, which is Swamp. Drain the Swamp! <laughs> this song fucking rules. And this comes back around with like some weirdo. Yeah, he goes, he goes like Billy Gibbons' easy top voice on this. Uh-huh. Come on now. Hi, 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 hi. This is on Stop Making Sets, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. This is a good fucking song. I can't remember the first time I even heard a Talking Heads song or was aware of Talking Heads, but I know for sure it was when I saw the big suit. That's when Talking Heads checks in for me. Is seeing David Byrne in that big fucking suit. <gasps> I know what it is! You do. Doug! Nickelodeon Doug. Yeah. There's an episode where Doug Funny wears like a big suit. And they think they do kind of a talking heads thing. And then later when I saw David Byrne in that fucking suit, I was like, that's from Doug. I honestly can't pinpoint. Yeah. Wow. When I started listening to the talking or listening to talking heads, because that is definitely not something that rolled down for my dad. I wonder if Jim likes. I'm sure he does. I just don't think the like the radio state. He would listen to like classic rock stations, so they wouldn't play something like this while they were playing Leonard Skinner and ACDC and stuff when he was listening to them. It's morphed over the years, of course, but this is yeah. This stuff would just wouldn't have played on those radio stations. My dad likes everything. I'm sure he likes yeah, Talking Heads. Right. Especially not like this Talking Heads. If you were going to hear like a radio station around here playing any Talking Heads, it would have been like... Burning Down the House. Burning Down the House, yeah. Or maybe Psycho Killer, maybe. Because I think maybe. that that song was popular, but... I think, or even more... Uh, take it to the river. I feel like for me, it may have been... It may have been the movie Vanilla Sky. <laughs> what? Isn't that Tom Cruise? Yeah. I don't know anything about that. I just know Jason Tom Le- it's a weirdo movie where he he does like a lucid dreaming thing where it's like, I don't... Like, he doesn't know what's reality and his, like, girlfriend tries to kill him hmm. and he has, like, a messed up face and, like, there's just... It's weird. It, there's just a lot of weird stuff, but there was a... Talking Heads song in it. I'm trying to see if I can pull it up. I. It sounded like you were talking sort of about that movie, The Game. I know you're not talking about The Game. I've seen that movie. It reminds me of The Game. Isn't that. uh, Who was in that? Isn't that a uh, Sheen? 
I thought that was um, Michael Douglas. Oh, yeah, it's Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas was uh, falling down, too, wasn't he? Yeah, my dad had that movie. I've never seen it. My, you've never seen Falling Down? I hear down? it's great. Wow. It's just a guy who loses his shit, right? Yeah, he just... And like a traffic jam or something? Is yeah, that what it is? Yeah, it starts with him sitting in his car, and he's just in a traffic jam, and he just fucking gets out of his car, he can't handle it anymore, and he just leaves, and then progressively shit happens during the day, and then he like ends up getting in with a rivalry with a gang, and he ends up with like a bunch of guns. <laughs> but yeah, he just loses his mind. There's like a part where he loses his mind about having to pay so much for a soda. <laughs> it's crazy. But well, my mom loves that fucking movie. So does my dad. He thought, I know he owned it and said movie. it was great. I've just never seen it. That might be a future episode, Falling Down. That'd be a good one. Yeah, I think Once in a Lifetime was maybe just used in the uh, a trailer or something. And I think that that may have been the first time that I really, that it like got in my head. Because I liked the movie. I owned it for a little bit. I've never seen it once. It's not like great. Be a Tom Cruise fan in general? I mean, honestly, I don't think he's a bad actor. Yeah. But I don't. I've never been one of those girls growing up who were like Tom, because that was something I heard a lot yeah, growing he was up. Like was a like a sex symbol when I was younger. Yeah. And now he doesn't seem to be. No. Which I mean, whereas he, Brad Pitt still seems to be. Yes. <laughs> Calm down, Michelle. You're gonna slide off your chair. No. <laughs> I'm just saying, but he never went crazy. Like uh, when you think Tom, that's part of it. I think that is it. Oh, I think, really? I think Scientology ruined Tom Cruise for a lot of people, or even just him going nuts, like publicly nuts. Mm-hmm. Like he could have stayed. There's a lot of celebrities in Scientology who don't. You don't even think of it was connected with Scientology. No, but... But him, you definitely do. Well, because he's been lifted up so far in the church, he's like the second most important person in the church. He is on a pedestal. And it is like... Everyone like strives to be like Tom Cruise. I strive to be like Tom Cruise. I I watched that uh, Leah Remini Scientology three-season show in a very short amount of time. And... Like, it made me question liking Juliette Lewis, whom I've liked forever. Like, since I've remembered... You've liked her liking for how long? Forever. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I've always enjoyed her, and I know she's a Scientologist, but after watching that show... It makes me feel like I can't like her anymore. Does she, does she do any... Is it just because she's involved in it and you know what they do? Yeah, but I know she was also raised in it because her dad was an actor. He was in uh, Devil's Rejects. Her dad was the old man in Devil's Rejects. Classic blue-eyed actor. Oh! I don't remember uh, his name, but... It's not Clue Gulliger. Clue Gulliger? Yeah. Clue Gulliger was... uh, Remember Return of the Living Dead, the guy that owned the medical supply place? Yeah, okay. That, that's Clue sure. Gulliger. That's a that's a name. That's a, a legitimate name. Yeah. Okay. The I'll guy look. that was like, I hit the fucking brain. That's Clue Gulliger. Okay, I'm looking him up. <laughs> okay, that is his real name is William Martin Gulliger. So Clue is just a nickname. Yeah, but he's he's known as Clue Gulliger. Okay, I've just I thought you were telling me that that was his name. I was like, that is silly. <laughs> that can't be a real name. No, what what are you looking up right now? I needed to look up the guy from The Devil's Rejects. I'll, he was also in. Uh, it's Julia Lewis. It's his dad. It's her dad. So then I just look her up. Dad. 
And then if you go down, you can find that her family. God damn it. He was also in the... Uh, he was in a lot of, I think, like... He was in terror... Uh, what? Jeffrey Lewis. Jeffrey Lewis. He's got those beautiful blue eyes. Beautiful blue eyes. He died five years ago. He, uh, he was the guy that... He was in Salem's Lot, the TV show, I guess? Gunshy, Wild Hearts... It looks like, yeah, I thought he was in a lot of, like, Western-type stuff, which is what it looks like. Thunderbolt and Lightfoot, Bronco Billy. Thunderbolt Lightfoot, what a name. Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. I knew him mainly from Devil's Rejects as the guy, you're not going to kill us, are you? Well, we helped you. That doesn't make any sense. He was in Salem's Lot. Have you ever seen that? Uh, I've seen parts of it. The Lawnmower Man, he was in that. Really? I just watched the trailer for Lawnmower Man, not but two days ago. He was in The Man Without a Face. I've seen that movie. Huh. Ten to Midnight. He's in quite a bit of old... What was the other? Grindhouse. That's what he was in. That's what I was uh, trying to think of. Really? Yep. I don't see that in here yet. For some reason, it hasn't showed it to me. Wishman. Wishman. Is that like the shitty version of wishmaster because wishmaster is the good version <laughs> fuck yeah wishmaster's awesome <laughs> i was a joke now wishmaster three and on it's pretty rough he's in the way of the gun that was a good oh my god i i'm looking at jeffrey lewis on imdb right now his acting credits 225 he's a classic man it, those eyes alone he just has to walk into the casting room and they're like oh yeah we gotta have those on film i just want to jerk off later he did a lot of TV episodes even later in life. Like, he was on Fat Actress. He played Kirstie Allen's dad. Ah. <laughs> pretending like that matters. That's a real high-budget thing there. You think so? I don't know. I'm just Can trying I say to the name Clue Gulliger again? I like that name. He... <laughs> <laughs> it's Do you remember him from fucking Return of the Living Dead? Do you want a power? It doesn't look like he was any sort of Grindhouse movie. What? Correct. When did that come out? It might not be labeled as Grindhouse. It might be labeled as uh, Planet Terror. Yeah, none of that stuff. Because we were together when that stuff came That's out. That's bullshit. All right, we, let's play the song and I'll fucking dive into this Bullshit acclimatization. Yeah, he's definitely not that. This is the next track, Moon Rocks. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong guy. They both just have beautiful fucking blue eyes. And I mean, Jeffrey is Geoffrey. Ah, he's a Geoff? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this has a strong bass line. You should look up her name, because she's great at playing bass. And watching her jam on Stop Making Sense. Oh, she's it's wearing the like lady? that onesie. Yeah, she's the bass player. She's jamming the bass and just wearing that onesie. She just fucking looks like she's out of the Tina Weymouth. There you go. Weymouth. Yeah, it looks like the members are David Byrne. He was the singer and guitar player. Tina Weymouth. Weymouth was the bass player. We have Chris Franz on the drums. Those two are married, Tina and Chris. Okay. We have Jerry Harrison, Adrian Ballou, and Nona Hendricks. I wonder if she was a backup singer. So she's a vocalist. Oh, shit. I know you really hate the song, but... What? She was one-third of the trio 
with Patti LaBelle singing the original Lady Marmalade. Why do I hate that song? <clears throat> Don't you do... I thought you hated Lady Marmalade. Or you hate the remit, the like the redo version. I think the original's a thousand times better for sure. I've just, I've heard you say that you hate that song, so I, maybe you just meant the Christina Aguilera one. Okay, I was confusing... Uh, what was his name? Geoffrey Lewis, Lewis with Michael Parks. Can I see a picture of him? Well, Michael Parks is the old man from Tusk. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a completely different guy. That guy. Yeah. For some reason, I thought that was him. Did you look up Jeffrey Lewis? Yeah, no. I just looked up Planet Terror and then went through the cast list. <laughs> This song never sticks in my head, and I never think about this song. It's never, like, part of my life. Same. But I fucking like it. I'm dancing right now. I'm jamming. What about that? Supposedly, we might have somebody stopped by right after five. <laughs> what? What's happening? It might be somebody stopping over after five. Kent? Nope. Canadian. Oh, Why? To help me out with something on the computer. So it's gonna make us have to take another break? Unless it's done by then. I don't think that'll be the case. We'll see. We'll write it out. They don't have a picture of him in uh, Devil's Rejects on IMDb for some reason, but there's a picture to show you. Oh, yeah, Quark? Watch your can. I see there's nothing in it. Okay. Thank yeah, you. Quark. You ever seen Quark? Are you kidding? Yeah, I've never, I don't know what that is at all. You're an <laughs> asshole. At least I know that you're full of shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like the music. I like it all. It's just never... It's like the other song. I just never think of it. It's not like in the lexicon of talking heads to me. Yeah, look at Geoffrey Lewis looking... Doesn't he say something Blue prolific devil. to him when he's like standing over him before he kills him? Doesn't Otis Driftwood? I don't know. It's, it might be the scene where he's like, I am Willy Wonka. This is my fucking chocolate factory. <laughs> and he's beating him in the head with that fucking stick. Yeah, I, I, I think he's standing over him and just beating the life out of him. Because Brian Posehn gets shot in the head. Yeah, One guy gets his face taken oh off. Brian Posehn's acting in that is horrendous. <laughs> it just takes me out of the film so bad. But Because it's Brian Posehn? I think so. But I think sometimes in older horror movies, especially like grimy horror movies, which is what Rob Zombie's always going for. Yeah. Sometimes there is like this comic relief out of nowhere in this like dark film but like it'll just be like a dummy that walks up and sometimes they'll even put in like <laughs> sounds and you're just like why is this in this film and it almost felt like it was an homage to that and yeah. not going so extreme to completely take it out of nowhere but I get the same feelings like they could have put horns when he walked and like fart sounds and I would have <laughs> been okay with it <laughs> like yeah it makes sense that's how the acting is going right now but I love Brian Posehn oh for sure I think Brian Posehn might be one of those guys that you hire to be Brian Posehn. It's not like Daniel Day-Lewis where you can give him a character and he's going to be a completely new thing. What do you <laughs> want to say about this Moonrock song? Yeah. Is that I'm surprised it's not in Stop Making Sense because it's so groovy. 
Yeah, it's got that rhythm too. Like, it, it's not necessarily a standout song, but it does have a good groove. Yeah, listen to the kick drum constant. Boom. That's what gets you. It's what bobs your fucking head. Oh yeah, I've been bouncing my leg over here for sure. Yeah. Yeah, me too, but I think it's more because of my restless leg problem. That makes a lot of sense. Because it's not in rhythm at all. It's just as fast as it can go without disrupting the table. <laughs> well, since we're being put in a little bit of a time crunch, uh, I'm going to go ahead and play the next song, Pull Up the Roots. I just told him, all right, might still be podcasting. We'll see. <laughs> now this is pretty fucking 80s. At the beginning. Like I can see people putting their makeup on so they look like a mannequin and then they just do robot kind of stuff. It's definitely weirdo stuff. Speaking of robot stuff, I was watching a bird earlier in the bush. Oh my back. god, okay. And I gotta admit, their movements are very robotic. I'm not saying they're robots. But I can see why people would say it. I mean, they're only angelic when they fly, that's for sure. Because when they're just, like, pecking at stuff and looking around... There's spazzes. There's definitely spazzes. I don't think it's robotic. I think you'd hear something. I think you'd see a malfunction. There'd be a, uh, there'd be a time where all of a I sudden agree. some head would just start flapping, like, back and forth, and then it'd just pop off. Spark shootout. Yeah, we've seen this in many movies. Of course it would happen many, in life. That's exactly what I am describing to you. Something I've seen in a movie. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why I so vividly saw it in my head. Because uh-huh. I've seen it so many times uh-huh. too. But yeah, I was watching it and its head is just like... Where it looks around and does anything that's not flying like you said. Yeah. It's just like... It's to the left one millisecond. And then all of a sudden it's just to the right instantly. And there's no like grace between it. It's not like, hey, I'm gonna look over here. Do, 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 do. It's just choo, 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 mm-hmm. and you're like, fuck, dude, what are you doing? And then I heard a whirring sound, and it pooped out of gear. You think that a robotic bird is pooping? It didn't mean to. I just said pooped out because it's the way it looked. It, I mean, just, it just broke inside. So you're saying out. that if they're going to make robotic birds, they're going to make robotic buttholes? <laughs> the butthole itself is not robotic. It's just a, it's like a foam. It's the outer skin that they're putting on the mechanical bird. So but they th- didn't put a cage there to stop anything from falling out. So the tiny gear eventually slipped out. Okay, so you think they're made out of foam, which, foam. which absorbs like. moisture? Hold on. You think they're made out of foam, which absor- absorbs moisture, and the robots, which means they're made out of metal. So <laughs> it's wet metal. Yeah, they're rusty as shit. The gear was basically covered in rust. So do you think that they fly south for the winter? Does that actually mean that they fly to the nearest uh, facility? They get and, sandblasted off. And then they get, uh, you know, they get their parts changed out yeah, and then they get sent out again absolutely and a perfect bird formation travis is loving this he wants to get in on this bird robot conversation i don't know what travis loves he loves talking about birds being robots other than white women <laughs> what? i don't know he just I bet. he often talks about i bet travis likes some chocolate <laughs> i'm not saying he doesn't but i've never seen him put anything up about lizzo 
or anyone else that's dark. It's always it's always like Taylor Swift and <laughs> Amy Winehouse, like skinny white women. <laughs> he's he's got to feel like he can have control <laughs> since he's not actually like a mean guy at all. <laughs> he's just a big teddy bear. He is. He's a big teddy bear. I'm just a big. <laughs> Uh, well, you, I don't like how you talk about yourself. That was fucking funny. I don't care if you like how I talk about myself. I know, I'm I speaking I the truth. I know you don't give a I'm shit. I'm not a small person. You're not a small person. I'm not. I'm not playing games here. I must admit, by this song around this time, I, I usually every listen has been a checkout. I think it makes sense because this isn't a very strong song either, but it's not, it's not bad. It's just, I feel like a lot of this album, it's something for me that I would put on while like I was working. So you don't have to necessarily pay close attention all of the time. And I think that that's what a lot of this album is good for. Yeah, I would agree. To like just zone out to, but it still has a good beat. There's still like an underlying energy that you get from it. It almost keep you still productive because it's still like a driving. Yeah. And I'm just going to let this play into the last song as well because these are like five, six minute songs. So it's not like we haven't been just talking over them anyway. But this is the last song. This is This Must Be The Place. This is the second single. And this I'm is... I'm surprised at that. It's the, uh, the naive melody. It's parenthetical, but this must be the place. I think this is an odd choice out of the tracks on this. I mean, I definitely see multiple songs that I would choose as a second single instead of this. I mean, Burning Down the House is obviously a clear leading single to this album because that song is great. But yeah. yeah, I don't understand this song. Like, unless you just want to show the other end of what you can do, this is definitely kind of the opposite of Burning Town House. I wonder. I'm gonna figure out when the Tom Tom Club had that big fucking hit, Genius of Love. That was 1981, and this came out in 1983. It almost feels. Yeah. It almost feels like in that same Tom Tom Club sound of like. It almost feels like a mall to me. Yeah, I just feel like that at least has more going on than this. This is a little more mellow, but this oh, is... Genius of Love is way better than this song. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't they cover that on Stop Making Sense as well? Yeah, but it was the like movie guy's idea. Some people weren't happy about it. I think that's when David... He is not on stage at all. I think that was cocaine time. Oh, I, I don't want to rip off uh, Are You Talking Talking Heads to My Talking Head completely, but they did say that in a book or something that David wrote or maybe an interview, when he would go off stage for like a costume change into his big suit, mm-hmm. it was also his time to have some cocaine, and he would say, it's time for a little sc- Oh, it's time for my big suit and a little toot. (laughs) (laughs) 
can't pass that up saying that because I think it's hysterical. <laughs> I think this is the weakest link. Goodbye. Really? Yeah, it's a little too like it's too happy. floaty <laughs> and almost like yeah, yeah. It's just not in my vein. It, it feels like a mall to me for some reason. Like, do you remember that game that? Okay, or, that makes sense. Or, uh, or like eighties teenage girls. Do you remember the game that had like, a phone in the middle of it? And he'd be mm-hmm. like, "He called me." Yeah, that's what I get the feeling. Like that commercial, I could see this song playing during that commercial for some reason. All because of those like weird flute noises or whatever they are. Mm-hmm. That's what it gives me kind of like an island or like a beach oh, sound. Wow. I never thought about that's that. That's kind of what right. I get. That's a new angle for me. Now you've said it, I can definitely hear it. I can hear it a lot, actually. Yeah, I, I get more by the water. Yeah, it is flurry. I wonder how old David Byrne was on this. It always makes me angry to find out when... People were like 23 when they put out amazing fucking songs. And I'm like, I just learned how to record. Well, they started recording this when he was 30. They started recording this in 82. So he wasn't a young kid. He's 68 now. No, but how many albums did they have up before this? (laughs) Four? Three at least. This is a song, too, that I think David Byrne's voice doesn't lend to very well. This almost seems like it was written for someone like... Uh, this was their fifth album. Fifth album? Like, I don't think Tiffany was around yet when this song came out. But, like, I can almost hear Tiffany singing on this. It's just got this... It's got the 80s sheen that I don't enjoy. I agree. That's what it is that I really don't like about it. And uh, yeah, it's just, I don't want to say it's like too laid back because I have nothing against laid back music. I just don't. It's a certain type of laid back that's not enjoyable. I just don't like their way of doing that, I guess. Yeah, you fucking idiots. That is too far. (laughs) So now we are. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Sorry, you fucking idiots. Now we're to the part of the podcast where it's time to go over some questions. Why don't you answer some questions? I've been asking you the whole time. Why won't you answer my questions? Everything's on the line. Okay, so why did... Everything's on the line. We cannot ignore that. That was great. That means someone's going to die if they don't answer questions. I'm in. All right. So (laughs) why did I choose this? Like I said, I had to stop making sense on the list for a while. I don't know why I didn't just go with it. There was something in me that was like, I should, I feel like I should pick an album instead. So then I looked through the albums and this one made the most sense because I thought it had more tracks on it that, I don't know. I just thought it was the right album. It just seemed right. I understand the feeling of, Choosing an album over... Oh, excuse me. Stop making sense. For some reason, it just, 
I mean, it's classic, but it would have also been a jizz fest the whole time. So yeah. I guess I wanted to pull it back a little bit. Yeah, so the sense. whole time it wasn't just like, yeah, woo! <laughs> like, the whole time. Um, what do I think you thought when I gave it to you? I knew this was an easy one. Even though you don't necessarily know the album itself, I know that you enjoy Talking Heads. Yeah. And I think you've been listening to them more lately because I know you've been listening to that podcast. So I thought it would be fine. Same. what was your judgment prior to listening to it? Bernadette Easy peasy That was an interesting conversion Of a yawn Because you were yawning (laughs) Don't call me out And then (laughs) you turned it into that And your face looks like the entire thing Was a yawn Because my eyes are now watery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, do you know how many times you listen to this album? I'm going to say like four and a half. Because okay. I stopped. I think I listened to like the first four or five songs the last time. I was like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> okay. I really don't know. For me, it would be like seven or eight. I listened a lot. It's an... Yeah, you told me you listened a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, least and most favorite songs? <laughs> I think we know what the least favorite song is for both of us. Are we? Can we agree that this must be the place? Is was the last song? Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had other ones I could have chosen, but because this is the last song, I'm already worn out from other songs I could have chosen. You're ready to move along to the next thing. So yeah, I'm like, eh, I'm good. That makes sense. I agree. Uh, most favorite song. Now this one's gonna be interesting because I I don't know. I can't say confidently going into this that I know what your most favorite song is gonna be. But my guess, I can't confidently tell you. (laughs) My guess because I know that the song is something that has grown on you a bit. So this is where I'm coming from. I'm gonna say girlfriend is better. Close, close. I have to choose making flippy floppy. Wow, I did not see that coming. It's weird. The bass line is great. Hi-hats sound good. Drums sound good. That guitar. Uh And I'm also thinking of the Stop Making Sense version. And I can see that guitar player with the onesie suit on, picking at it. And then they like start dancing. It just feels good to me. That's... But this song itself has grown on me in the past couple months. Like, yeah, you asked me sense. six months ago. I'm not even. Uh, I'm like, I don't even really know that song, so I'm just gonna go burning down the house. You yeah. Know? Okay. But now knowing those songs and like, and it almost helped doing other new wave stuff and getting into other things like ecstasy or XTC and. You know, Devo and shit. So when I came back to Talking Heads, it was like the stuff that may have turned me off a little bit before. Or now, like, fuck yeah, bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. What do you think my most favorite song is? I think your most favorite song. I think it might be obvious because I've talked about it quite a bit. You did? I think so. Oh, man. So the thing is, I don't remember names. Uh, I think it's a. Uh... It's that one that always got stuck in your head. It got stuck in my head, and then there was a song by Frank Zappa that I would play that was not similar to it, but I'd be like, 
that is it slippery and this. people is yes that what it's called? okay because i would play slippery people and then i'd be like all right google play <laughs> pajama people <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Slippery this, People this. has been in my head all week. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, this is great. Oh. And once again, the Stop Making Sense version with those women so good. Uh-huh. Is, is amazing. Yeah. And even on this, like sometimes there's a big disparaging difference between the Stop Making Sense version and the album version. Yeah. This one, I think, is not so big. Yeah. Like there's still those awesome background vocals from the women. It's still got all the like percussion in it already like if you take an album a song from their second album and put it on stop making sense it's way fuller because they've mm-hmm. got like a bigger band mm-hmm. for sure how old was i when i first started listening it and it's not even playing <laughs> how old was i when i first started listening to this album i started listening to this album specifically for this podcast because like i said i was always more of a singles person um and i originally enjoyed it i thought that it had a good vibe overall like I said, it's a good thing to just put on and kind of zone out to while you're working. It still kind of it pulls you in here and there with energetic songs and different things or maybe funny things that he does with his voice. Mm-hmm. But I've the whole time I've not liked the last song. I will say that. I was never into the last song from the get-go. Did, by the end of it, your listenings, were you just stopping it by then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would listen to like half of it and be like, okay, uh, yeah. this is enough. I got yeah. I got the point. Yeah, um, I was doing that by like listen three, mm-hmm. maybe even two. And then by listen four, I was like, I'm just going to cut off the whole packet of the album. <laughs> and I'm stopping at like probably song five. I can't remember. Yeah. 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 Well, would I recommend this today? I would, but I think that I would say, like, if someone wanted an album, I'd be like, I I like speaking in tongues, but I think Stop Making Sense is, like, kind of more the obvious thing that I would, I would push that more. It's technically an album, so. Yeah, but I would also push the, like, I think you can watch it on Prime. I think it's on Prime. You can find it on on Amazon. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, Sam, would you ever listen to this album again? Yes. Okay, that doesn't happen a lot. Yeah, it's a good album. I was thinking too. I think I could recommend any Talking Heads album in general. I'm pretty sure. I think they all have songs on it that like. This is the only album I've listened to in full, aside from Stop Making. Yeah, me too. But I think I know their catalog enough, and I know it's from each album. There are songs that are fucking great. So. Mm I think it's one of those deals where I can be like, yeah, just pick up any talking hats. You're going to like something on it. Just get it. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I know someone who, when he was in college and room had roomed with his roommates, whether he was there or not, he usually had <laughs> talking heads playing out of his room. Uh, Sam. Yeah. What's next? My God, did I forget that I had to do this? Until and I figured now. out maybe the second song in... After the break, <laughs> it was like, oh, fuck, I got to choose something. Okay. I'm choosing something that I haven't heard in a long, long time. Okay. I have no idea if I'm going to still enjoy it, but it's. I think it's going to be fun. Okay. I and think it's going to be way easier on you. Okay. We are listening to The Return of the Aquabats by the Aquabats. Interesting. Okay. I listened to this when I was like 14, so I don't remember any of this shit okay. besides Pinch and Roll. 
<laughs> okay. All right. That's, Woo! All right. We're going sky, baby. Yeah. I'm. I'm glad. I can say. I'm glad it's not metal. Oh, my first thought was Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> I'm sure it's coming. It's all coming. It's not going to happen until I just say I don't want to do this anymore. I give up. But we're going to pitch and roll, pitch and roll. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening once again. You always come, and we're always grateful. Because that's all we want to do. We want to make you come. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Let's go out on our evil laughs. Oh, let's oh. evil laugh our way out oh. of here. You ready? After three. One, two, three. <laughs> I don't know if I'm satisfied with that. Hold on. What? Let's try it again. One more time. You ready? Yeah. Okay. One. Two, three, woo!